Hello and welcome to another devotion on Have You Received the Spirit? We're having a discussion about the work of the Holy Spirit and we're building up to talking about Pentecost. Well, I wanted to start off by saying a quote from A.W. Tozer. He says, I don't believe in a repetition, a repetition of Pentecost, but rather in the continuation of Pentecost. There's a vast difference. We're not praying for a massive outpouring of the Holy Spirit every now and then, but we believe in the continual outpouring of the Holy Spirit into the church of God and for his power to be alive and active in it. Well, we're going to read Acts 1 verse 8 today. You might have read it again uh, yesterday in your devotion with Mel, but it's such a rich scripture, we're going to look at it twice. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Well, I wanted to encourage you to take a next step. Um, If you're at one of these five tiny places, so maybe you can identify one or two where you are. The scripture gives us five things we can think about. And the first one is, it takes us, this, this moment in history takes us from one room to the next room. It's like a key that unlocks the door of the book of Acts and the gates of Christian history and even the church. It's like the keys to the doors of the church where it's going to be birthed in Acts 2. I wanted to just ask, maybe you need to go from one room to the next to take the key that God has given you and to go to church to step out in some way, to move from one room to the next, to unlock the working of the Holy Spirit and the outpouring of His love. And for that, we actually have to be part of a church community. Take the step and go from your home to a church. Attend a church, I wanted to encourage you. Secondly, it's from His words to our activity. We're going from the words of Jesus now to be participants actively in what Jesus commanded us. And I wanted to ask, shouldn't Jesus' last words, which is what these are, be our first concern? His last command should surely be our first earthly concern and should be what our attention should be given towards. So from his words to our activity, maybe you're in that place as a believer or follower of Jesus is you've believed his words, but not yet active. You're trusting in his words, but not yet active in them. I wanted to encourage you to trust in the Holy Spirit, who we already have, and who he has given to them at this point in time, and that you take the bold step to share with somebody at work. Pray with your family, with your spouse, to Maybe give a word of hope or encouragement on Facebook. Some place like that from our words, from his words to our activity. Thirdly, from his words to our authority. So because these are his last words that he gave us, they should be our authority. It says Jesus has told us this is our mandate or in a way our calling. We always talk about calling in this Christian world. But this is the calling we all have, is to preach the gospel, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And this is almost like Jesus' agenda 
for the duration of history until he comes back. So now that is our mandate, in a way, or our calling. Maybe you must go from hearing those words into stepping into the authority. Sometimes we don't know what we ought to say when we speak to somebody. In those moments, we should trust the Holy Spirit to give us divine wisdom, divine courage, and divine authority. So that when we speak words, they are not our words, but they come with the authority of Jesus. And that is when we walk in the Spirit. So ask the Holy Spirit for us to go from just knowing his words to being active in the authority and power of his words. Fourthly, we're going in this moment from the Son to the Spirit. It represents this moment that that the, the Son of God, Jesus, is passing the baton to the Holy Spirit regarding God's mission on the earth which we get to join in on. We're not waiting for Jesus to appear in the flesh. He already has. He has sent his Holy Spirit to continue his work, which we now get to join. From the Son to the Spirit. So the question I want to ask you on this point, from the Son to the Spirit, is consider this. Ask God what he is busy with in your world and how can you participate in it? You see, we shouldn't say to God, God, come join the thing I'm doing. God, through his Holy Spirit, is already doing amazing things on the earth. And we should ask him, can you give us a glimpse of that, Lord, to see how we can partner with your work in the earth instead of asking God to partner with what we're trying to do in the earth. So going from the Son to the Spirit. Lastly, they're going from small to all. As you read in the verse, they're going from Jerusalem to Judea and, Judea and Samaria and then to the ends of the earth. Jesus told the disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And then it'll go from there, where they were, to the ends of the earth. Sometimes we just have to go from small to a bit more, and all of a sudden it looks like we've gone to all. Share hope or courage or encouragement with somebody. Pray for a friend. Just start with small. And before you know it, it'll feel like all the corners of your part of the earth is flooded with the testimony of Jesus Christ, going from small to all. John Scott says this, before Christ sent the church into the world, he sent the Spirit of God into the church. And the same order must be observed today. That's why that first one is so important, going from one room to the next. It is where God has sent his Holy Spirit is to unlock the doors of the church. So maybe you need to go from one room to the next. I encourage you, find a church. Come to this church. Secondly, from his words to our activity. I'm going from believing from Jesus to being active. Choose one thing. Share something on Facebook. Pray for a friend. Phone a friend. And from his words, thirdly, to our authority, believing that the words you're going to share with these people does not come from you. Ask God to give you spirit-inspired words, divine wisdom for every moment when you step out and trust him. Fourthly, from the Son to the Spirit. Instead of asking, okay, well, God, what can I do for you? Rather ask, God, what are you doing on the earth? And how can I partner with you with the work of the spirits on the earth? And lastly, 
just go from small to all. Start somewhere. And pretty soon, every corner of your part of the earth will feel like or seem like the testimony of Jesus is present. And his name will be put in glorious lights. I hope this encouraged you today. And I want to encourage you to join us uh, every Friday because after next week, I'll be doing a special thing. I'm calling it Friday Favourites. We're going to go through some of the greatest worship songs of the last 30 years. We're going to sing them, talk about them, and see how we've, uh, how we've come to know the character and nature of God through some of the worship music we've been singing. So let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for every person watching, uh, listening today. We pray that we would go from one room to the next, be brave enough to step into church, step into um, not only believing your words but being active in them, not only trusting you for ourselves but having a word for somebody else by the power of your spirit. And that we would be bold enough to ask you, Jesus, what is it that you're doing in our world? And just to start, to go from small to all, would you empower every person praying this prayer, reading this verse by your Holy Spirit so we might see your kingdom established and we might be filled with all joy and hope and confidence and we could really see the world change. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much for watching. Have a lovely weekend. We'll see you at all of our services and churches on Sunday. Cheerio.